Big news coming out of the transfer portal, and Syracuse didn't get anyone. Dior Johnson is on to his third school. We're going to tell you where his next destination is and also what it means for the Orange. The former Orange commit is just nomadic at this point. And also, we open up the mailbox and take a look at your comments and your questions right here on Locked on Syracuse. Let's do it. Our Locked on Syracuse. Your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. I'm Brian Klein. He's Matt Bonaparte. Very happy to be with you here on Locked on Syracuse. We appreciate you making it your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And this edition brought to you by Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered this season with more prompts, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Bones, the game right now, Locked on Syracuse, it starts with Dior Johnson talk. And I know what you might be thinking. I know what a lot of Syracuse fans are thinking. Oh, my God. Do we really have to talk about Dior Johnson again? The former crown jewel of the class of 2022 decommits, goes to Oregon, but doesn't actually go, verbally goes to Oregon. And now he's on to ACC rival Pittsburgh. I mean, heinous is the only word that I can use to describe his his actions here. If you went back in time to to the spring of 2020 uh, and told a Syracuse fan that that the 2022 class would be described by Jim Beheim as the greatest that he's ever had, you would have thought it would be headlined by Dior Johnson. I mean, this guy was the Lance talk too. of the town. Well, you didn't know about Kamari Lance at that point. Yeah, um, but this guy was the talk of the town. Uh, everybody was so happy in Syracuse land that he was coming to Cuse. There were a lot of naysayers that said there was no chance he'd ever play a game. Uh, I think a lot of Syracuse fans at that point were trying to block out the haters, but it turned out the haters were right. Be uh, honest, and when were he, you one of those naysayers? No, I was fully on the train of me too. Johnson is going to Syracuse, and it I was, was an emotional decision to just hop on the bandwagon. But it yeah. was fun while it lasted. To be honest, yeah. Um, but as I will say, as time went on and I heard more of what the naysayers were saying, it started to make sense. And I said, I didn't say it to anybody. I was, but I, in my head, I was like, this guy ain't coming. Um, <laughs> but when he did move on to Oregon, I said there was a 0% chance he'd play a game uh, in Oregon. So I got I to give you props for that. That's a pretty you. bold thank take, you. and it panned out. So, round well, of the guys, he, over here. he's just, he doesn't care. Yeah, like how could you commit somewhere and be like, "Yes, I'm going." Yeah, okay, okay. So, (laughs) well, hold on. Let me just say this. Go ahead. I think it's crazy that he started at Syracuse, then he said, "No, I'm not doing that." Then he goes to Oregon. He said, "No, I'm not doing that." And then he falls all the way to Pitt. It's not a good program. It's a bad team. Like he and he's trying to be in like replies, being like, "Yeah, see you in the dome." Like, dude. Playing for the Panthers. Like, okay, what, okay. What do you think right. you're doing? All right. So, for for those who don't know, Dior Johnson would have been the highest rated recruit that Syracuse would have had since Carmelo Anthony. Okay, so 
would have been a huge splash. Five-star, at the time, the number one point guard in the class. He was a top 15 recruit. But he's come down to earth big time. Now, <laughs> redemption has been a motif when it comes to Syracuse fans and Dior Johnson. You're right. He goes from Syracuse to Oregon to Pitt. And that is, you're right, not a good program. See you in the Dome? Dior Johnson's tweeting that? I'll tell you personally, Syracuse fans are very much looking forward to that. So there's that. And also, I feel like in the NBA, a lot of people give Kyrie Irving some grief for making a promise that he did not live up to with the Celtics. I'll be back if you'll have me. Dior Johnson promised to lead Syracuse out of the recruiting trenches. He promised to be a recruiter himself. And then what? He picks up and leaves. So that's not a great look, especially a guy who is kind of homegrown with Socrates. And if you want redemption bones, not only is he going to a worse program in Pitt, but he's also, as of now, rated lower than Judah Mintz, the yeah, actual well, program who was also about to go to Pittsburgh before he decided on Syracuse. Yes. Uh, was it really Pitt? I thought it was DePaul. No, DePaul was in on it too, but Judah Mintz was rumored to be going to Pittsburgh, and then he flipped to Syracuse pretty much last minute. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, what I was going to say is, according to Bean Cardi at ESPN, Syracuse like totally won this whole thing with Kamari, Kamari Lands and Dior Johnson because Lands on that ranking is 39th, uh, Dior's 35th, and Judas 33rd. So cool with us. Like, <laughs> it's totally cool with us. Do whatever you want, man. Like, Judas, fine with us. And then don't even have to mention the other five guys coming in in this class. Like, well, whatever. Go do your thing. I hope we see you in the dome. Uh, I mean, this guy is about to have just raining booze when he enters the JMA. <laughs> be a hot ticket. It's a hot. Oh my Dude, god! It's a JMA. I think that's gonna that's gonna be a big game to go to. People are just oh, gonna yeah. want to go boo yeah. Dior Johnson. Yeah, and also they're both in the ACC because Lance is at Louisville, so that yeah. game too. Like that's ridiculous. But Lance, Lance less because Lance was he still did the same thing. He did do the same thing. Now the difference was that Lance decommitted, but it was after Dior Johnson had decommitted. So Syracuse fans had already been through the fire, and they were going into that thing. I think a lot more fans were being cynical about Kamari Lance than they were Dior Johnson, be- just because of the precedent that Johnson had already set. So it hurt less. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, no, also, you're right. Johnson totally. Is but from the region, he, he's supposed to come to Syracuse and he was going to and he promised. And then Syracuse actually kind of got guys. People forget that Benny Williams was in communication with Dior Johnson before he got to Syracuse. Benny Williams, you can make the argument, is at Syracuse because of Dior Johnson. And Johnson never even went to Syracuse. It's that's how. It wasn't just an empty promise. It was a half-fulfilled promise, and that even hurts more because we saw the power of Dior Johnson. We saw the capability, and he just did not see it through. And Syracuse fans are uh, where we acted hurt during the whole Dior Johnson saga. Think about how Quincy Garrier feels. Happened to him twice. (laughs) Happened to the guy twice now. Poor guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't really feel thing. bad for Quincy Gary because I think he hates Syracuse and like whatever. Yeah, he does. He Go does. out to the West yeah. Coast. Hate us all you want. I don't really care, but I think it is funny that it happened to him twice. See, here's the thing. I'm very. I try to be very sensitive to the fact that these are kids. Gary A less so than other people because he happens to be an older college player than most. Deer Johnson's in high school. You know, Kamari Lenz is in high school. So I'm not trying to be that guy. But I do take pleasure in the failure of others at times. That, that is a flaw <laughs> of mine. And <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Hey, hey, I am the voice of the people. That is how we brand ourselves on Locked on Syracuse. I'd be lying to the people if I said this isn't objectively hilarious and the other thing we're gonna boo him he's gonna be 19 and syracuse fans are gonna boo him he's 19 the but we're still gonna do it is, we're still gonna do it i think is funny about it is that he's still prodding and bragging like oh i'll see you in the dome dude again like you're you're playing for pit like who do you think you're not like, you're <laughs> hey, not he's gonna revolutionize anything pit. you're contending for nothing you're going to a team that has nothing like, what do you think you're doing, man? You could have gone to Syracuse, who is, I mean, arguably totally on the up and up, uh, and a team in Oregon who's on the up and up, too. But instead, you pick neither of those. Maybe he just wants to be the guy. Like, he just wants to show yeah. up and be the only option. Because that's really the only thing I can think of. Like, that guy wants to show up and be the dude with his ball at all points in the game. Then you know what? Go to DePaul. <laughs> like Zion Cruz, right? Just, uh, just hey, go, Zion go Cruz is there now. I know. So just, oh, I guess you can't go now, but go to a figurative DePaul at that point. Look, if Dior Johnson wants to be the guy, that's cool. You're in the wrong conference. Say you want to go to Pittsburgh, fine. But the funny thing is, I actually think he would have been the guy had he stayed in the class of 2022. Because, I mean, yeah, you want to make the argument that he's not the highest rated recruit of the guys we're talking about with Judah Mintz. No way Judah Mintz comes to Syracuse if Dior Johnson is there. There's just no way. So it was his class. He had a unique position and a unique power with the class of 2022. He chose not to exercise it. He chose to let go of the reins and head to Oregon, and that's his choice. More Dior Johnson talk in a second, but let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports development developments, news, odds, and including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest finding news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or just use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. And Bones, we're talking about Dior Johnson here. Brutal day for Dior Johnson, but uh, I, I sense you have something else to add. Yeah, let me tell you about the NBA or the ultimate NBA mock draft, which starts June 16th. Over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Lockdown NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you do not miss a pick. So I guess the question really is, will Dior Johnson be involved in that podcast this coming year with the, not this coming year, but in two years, I guess you could say with the NBA big board, the NBA mock draft, that's been his MO for a very long time at this point, I feel like, and Dior Johnson bouncing around. I think a lot of people thought he would be going pro one way or another, whether that's international or 
even in the G League ranks now. That's well, uh, yeah. becoming a trend. He just didn't. And to me, that was a surprise. Even when he de- decommitted from Syracuse, I thought for sure, no way he plays for another school. Well, that was the reason that people were saying he wasn't going to play for Syracuse because he hadn't been linked to anything, but we yeah. knew that like that was something he was open to. Um, which kind of, and it was right when that was getting hot guys going to the G league, Jalen green was a big name at the time who did that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was the thing. And I think this was a stupid decision from him, but I wouldn't have thought that if he went to Australia or he went to a G league ignite or something like that and got over a million dollars to play basketball on the way to going to the NBA. I would have been like, fine, man. I don't really like you, but I will say say that NIL has changed drastically since he first committed to Syracuse. And it seems crazy because it wasn't that long ago, but so much has happened since. So there is a financial incentive for him to stay in college. That that is an added element. I guess, but like how likable is this guy? Like, okay. Okay. So that's a very good question. So that, that, that brings us to a very important thing, okay? So you're saying that a lot of the analysts, a lot of the experts are saying that Syracuse won the quote-unquote trade, give up Kamari Lands, give up Dior Johnson, quote-unquote, because it's not an actual it's trade. It's not a trade in any sense of the word. But but you're essentially swapping out these two guys, and you're getting what you actually have in Judah Mintz and Justin Taylor and Chris Bunch and Malik Brown, Peter Carey, really strong class top to bottom, right? So you take that if you're a Syracuse fan. But the biggest reason, just to interpret it, it's not the rankings. It's not the X's and O's. Dior Johnson, and I'm I'm trying to be sensitive here because I know he's a kid, but Dior Johnson has already, before even stepping on the floor, developed a reputation as as a locker room villain. No, I don't know about that. Well, why? Why? Why would you want him in the locker room? Because he's a quitter. He's already quit on two teams. Okay, hold on. that's I don't think is. you should label the guy just because for the like. Just that. because what? Because he left two programs before even stepping on the floor. Because he promised his. I don't. Okay, something you can call him that, but I don't. You can't call him a locker room cancer. You have no idea what he's like as a teammate. Or I don't know what he's, what he's like, like as a teammate, room. but but it's so much noise around a, a player. And, and villain is a good way to describe it too, because he's made a lot of enemies along the way. But if you're a coach, especially a coach like Jim Beheim, who's kind of old school in a sea of new school. Why would you want him in your locker room? Like, can you imagine how Dior Johnson and Jim Beheim would clash? It would be hilarious. Be- because that I Dior would Johnson I wish we had not, those press conferences. Dior Johnson is not the type of player that Jim Beheim signs up to coach every year for the past half century. Just not. And, and you can make the argument that Beheim is just behind in the times and he's a get off my lawn old man that needs to change. And NIL is going to force more Dior Johnsons into the fold. You can make that argument, but at the end of the day, not a part of the culture that Jim Beheim wanted, and probably not what Oregon wanted either. Now, if you remember when Johnson decommitted, Beheim said it was a mutual decision. Yeah, you're right. He did say that. He um, said that, and I think a lot of people thought it was kind of. I also BS. I thought it was kind of just Beheimy. Yeah. But but now I think it we owe Beheim and anyone else who was saying that an apology because it's so clearly true that there's something else with Dior Johnson. At the time, the the uh, T was that his grades weren't up to snuff, and Syracuse decided to move on. But clearly, there's something outside of basketball here. Um, 
Well, what I was going to say in terms of what you're going to label him as, I think he could be, he's a great villain already in college basketball. He already has two teams who probably hate him. (laughs) Um, And he's kind of, I think best case scenario here, he kind of molds his character into a Marcus Smart or a Draymond Green where you love having him on your team, but if he was anywhere else, you'd hate him kind of thing. (laughs) I know those guys kind of get that rap for how they play, not necessarily who they are. Um, but I think Dior Johnson could totally have that rap, and maybe that helps him in terms of NIL stuff, and Pitt fans learn to love him for that. See, I don't know, and I know we're up against it here on a break, but Bones, in terms of pro comparisons and not X's and O's, it has nothing to do with position. You're talking about a Draymond Green, a Marcus Smart, as in an unlikable player if you don't have them, if you're playing against them, and a lovable player if you have them. But I'm thinking Kyrie Irving here, and it's not just because of the point guard spot. It's because the guy promised Boston that he would stay. This this guy promised Syracuse that not only would he stay, but he would help while he's there. And I think now, again, we don't know. I mean, Kyrie Irving seems like a nice guy, but he just rubs people the wrong way. How do you think Dior Johnson is going to rub people? After quitting on two teams, it's just connecting dots. I've we never still haven't him. seen the guy on a basketball court at this level. I so know. Like, I think there's a lot to be said that we haven't seen yet. Um, so I don't want to make too many quick judgments on the kid. Um, but I will say it doesn't bode well for who you gonna, you're going to be inside the locker room. I'll give you that. Um, but I, I, I just think you should withhold judgment till we actually see something. Will I be surprised to hear that teammates don't like him? No, but I don't know if I'm going to necessarily peg him as that guy right now. Yeah, no, I I get it. I get it. You you always have to proceed with caution when you make a a claim like that, and and we don't know what he will be on the floor. If he's bad at basketball, then almost none of us That would be crazy. It would 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 also be be for the series objectively hilarious. Yes, it would be hilarious. If he was bad at basketball, it would be kind of hilarious for Syracuse fans. But it would also be like a crazy fall from grace for Dior Johnson. This is a guy who was like number like one through four in the class at some point. Like he was so high in the class. He was the number one point guard for most of the time leading up to this this recruiting. And if he comes out and he's just not it. It will be crazy. It will be crazy. And, and, and you know, the funny thing is, and I keep on going back to Kyrie here, a lot of people put up with the Kyrie stuff because he is an all-world talent. If Dior Johnson is not an all-nation talent in college basketball, then he's in trouble when it comes to perception. I really think that. And, and I think that the more stuff he pulls, the more fan bases and people that he ticks off, the higher standard he commands on the floor. He needs to be even better now than he had to be after leaving Syracuse because now he has two fan bases barking down his his neck. Yeah, it, I mean, idiotic couple moves from him. The guy, I mean, yeah, just idiotic. Um, all right, well, let's move from the basketball side of things to the football side of things. Uh, we're talking about a cornerback. His name's Zion Tracy. Uh, this is a guy Syracuse pretty interested in, Brad. Somebody who could be bolstering the SU secondary in a couple years to come. A class of 23 guy uh, who was offered by SU, offered by other teams that don't exactly have huge name value. Uh, Temple, Rutgers, UMass, Marshall, Maine, Connecticut, 
Uh, and Buffalo kind of goes along with your theory that UMass just offers everybody. I don't <laughs> see do. Sienna here, which, which I think, it, I think it's adorable when they do it, though. I think it's awesome. <laughs> hey, they're trying, man. You give them that. Hey, Wofford was the first team to offer Zion Williamson. So everyone's <laughs> got to have their hat in the ring. Um, but Zion Tracy, a little bit undersized, 5'11, 180. Uh, but he's got some meat on the bone. He's from New York, though. So that is the yes. thing that is exciting because. Dino Babers, we've said like it is cool that we've been able to say he's from New York about a couple of prospects. Yeah. Because up until this point, it has been all about why can't Dino recruit New York? Now, is this guy the number one prospect he's focused in New York? On no, Florida, he's not. Of course. Yeah, he is. Um, is he the number one prospect in New York? No, he's currently unrated by 24-7 sports. Yeah. But at least he's going after guys in state. Uh, and he's been on this guy uh, as of today as we're recording this yesterday when we yeah, recording this yeah. Monday night. so so, so when it comes to when it comes to a guy like tracy um first of all he's he's a multi-position player and the recruiting is led by tony white so he's a, a wide receiver slash corner kind of like an he athlete he could do both he probably won't in college if tony no white chance. is leading the recruitment then he's probably a defensive back and that's fine um Tony White already has developed a reputation as a DB guru of sorts, and his three three five is fun to play in. And more importantly, and it's not just the the fact that he can also play wide receiver, but clearly this is not a guy who's tied down to one position. He's a versatile player. He's an athlete on the recruiting charts. So that's the type of player that you want if you're Dino Babers, if you're Tony White with your three three five. Because you just want athletes out there, let them make plays, and you want the versatility there as well. So a lot of Syracuse fans might be scared by the lack of stars and the, la- and the lack of hype, but you just have to trust Tony White that he's finding guys for his system. And an arena, or excuse me, an example in which that worked was Trill Williams. That's yeah. a guy who was just a pure athlete. No Tony uh, White. He was time. correct. Um and when Trill was on the team, he was, I think, far and away the greatest athlete that Syracuse football had. Um, he was fantastic. Hey, Doc when Black he played is running up walls at the time, so look sure, out. but <laughs> I, I don't know. It would be close between those two guys if they had like a, I don't know, an athlete. American off. I don't Ninja know what Warrior. Do. I guess they'd have to go to like a weird combine. Yeah, uh, sure, that would work. Um, Trill was so cool, though, and I'm not necessarily saying Zion Tracy's anything that Trill is, but if he is anything that Trill is, it's going to be that the dude's just a pure athlete, and you throw him at cornerback, and that's going to work a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, I I completely agree, and Syracuse is, uh, again, developed a reputation as that DBU, so there is an attractiveness there. You talked a little bit, um, was it last week, about the ripple effects of that DBU persona that Syracuse has taken over so you're right get the athletes in there and and this guy and you mentioned before he's not he's not a a highly rated recruit but Syracuse is not the only power five team in on him he was committed to Temple and decommitted on my birthday December 1st and reopened his commitment back here and now Syracuse is very much in the fold I think it's exciting yeah it totally is exciting uh because you're seeing the future of what the program is going to be with or without Dino Babers. Um, Brad and I have said a tumultuous amount of times that Dino Babers needs to have some sort of success in the upcoming season. Brad's take is more of 
time base. He needs to success in November. Um, I just think the guy needs six wins. But listen, if he's going to get to Zion Tracy's days on the hill, he's going to have to put it together somehow. Um, All right, Brad. Well, I think Zion Tracy totally does add to this class. And and also, it's in a a pool of teams that's entirely beatable. If you lose to any of these teams, it's a huge failure. If you lose to Rutgers, I don't know if you can call that a huge failure. Outside of that, it would be a failure. And Rutgers and Syracuse are the only two Power 5 teams. And I don't have to tell you about the geography about this. He's from Long Island. Rutgers is far closer to home than Syracuse. So if we wanted to get nitpicky on this. But I do think, for especially for a defensive back, Syracuse has a lot more to offer. I do think that as a whole, and maybe people get upset at me for saying this, I think as a whole, Rutgers is a better program. Do you disagree with that? I think it's close. I mean, Rutgers I just much is rather play for Chiano than Dino Babers. That's yes, the, but Rutgers is one of the only teams as of late that is as bad as Syracuse is. Yeah, I don't for don't I sleep mean, on like, don't don't forget when Chris Ash was in in uh, charge of that team, how bad they were. Oh, they were terrible. Uh, they were terrible. Yeah. Like really, just not watchable. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I think I think Syracuse will probably, honestly, probably get him. The funny thing is, they need him more at wide receiver than they need him at corner. It's true. I don't think he'll play wide receiver. No, um, no I don't think so either. But. Well, that does it for this episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today, and I make your second listen to Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Brad and I will be back tomorrow with another episode and hopefully later this week with an interview or maybe two. So stay tuned for that until then we will see you next time. Peace out.